Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 129. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. You hop onto your science vessel the next morning and blast off. To Char. To Char. Yeah, it only takes about two days. Char is, from the Dominion space perspective, a fringe world, but it is sort of the center of Zerg space. And again, there's a lot of intermingling, intertwining whose space is what space. I would like just an average pilot check to get there without any incident. Divert the plot. (laughs) Do I dare be that mean to GM? You crash land on, what is it? Not old man's rock. Dead man's port? Dead man's rock. Three successes and an advantage. No problem. Uh, You pull in to the char system. And like, as soon as you get into the system, like you have various like automatic sensors and it's like, there's so many Zerg all over the place. Saffron's just like, you're making me nervous. <laughs> it's a lot of Zerg. And actually make a vigilance check of like two purples. And each of you can make this or combined if you want, whatever. I get lily dice when I make vigilance checks. You do? So I think I'll roll. One advantage and one failure. You're a little focused on the piloting. Avoiding objects, you know. Two successes and five advantages. Yeah, you notice your... Radio, Sheila, I should say, <laughs> is a bit more active than normally, like, you just kind of have it off, but... So, are you saying that, like, the radio is crackling and stuff, or are you saying that the heart in a jar is, like... Cold? The heart in a jar and various other components are noticeably more vigorous. Things that are dead, sort of, are more twitchy. Yes, I think that's a good way to put it. Okay. It throws you off a little bit, uh, but you have advantages, so it's maybe puts you on guard. I want to try something crazy. Extreme range? No, I know a fair bit about Aiden's situation. No, it's an extremely local range that I'm interested in. Oh. I want to see if I can read anything off of them. Okay. I understand there's, you know, not really brains involved, but they're infused with the gas and there's a psychic network and... Okay. Are you trying to, like, read minds? Are you trying to psychometry? I was thinking of the reading minds. I'm not sure how psychometry would make sense. Like, I've been in possession of these things for days. Yeah, okay, okay. So I was thinking of just trying to do the level one, read the emotional state. Okay. Just curious, because I know there's a psychic network. Yeah, I think that's fine. Well, that's a failure with three advantages. You don't get any specific read off of that? But as like you're reaching out with your mind a little bit, you can feel a faint, well, no, you're not faint is the right word, a growing presence in general. Uh, that this is strong Zerg overtones is what I'll, I'll say. Just like a strong, maybe sends like a shudder down your spine. Does it feel familiar in any way? Does it feel familiar? I mean, I don't think you can identify if it's familiar or not. Okay. But it's like you, you walk into a room and like, well, there's a strong smell here. It's not necessarily, like, offensive. It's maybe a little off-putting. But there could be, like, you walk into a room and you're like, oh, this is a perfume I've smelled before. 
Yeah, it's not obviously that. Let me put it that way. Okay. I don't know whether my interaction with Kerrigan at the Zalnaga device was real or not. Right. I don't know whether that was a flash of future stuff or whether that was she was experiencing something at the same time as me or whether that was like my mind doing weird things. Right. Right. Uh, but you're, you're on guard a little bit. I'll give you some blue dice at the appropriate time. So please just remind me. Okay. Uh, yes, as you guys fly towards Char. I, I will remind Lily that we're doing this not just because like Aiden. We're doing this because we really pissed off the Queen of Blades when we took that Cerebrate off of Redstone 3. And so this is kind of like to clear our record with the Zerg. Got it. What are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know that Lily knows that you've been in contact with Aiden with the radio or any of that. What are we doing, Anchar? We're here. So she's just like, what are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) We're delivering evidence of why Minsk did the Tarsonis push. That was what the Queen of Blades wanted to know. That was what I collected off of the other adjutant. That's just what Frank was helping me with. All right, got it. That was her price. Maybe Lily did know that. <laughs> Lily did know most of that, but, you know, Lily had other things. There was, like, durian stars in her eyes and her <laughs> own poster to worry about and her little child who needed a daddy. Yeah. You had your own Zerg problems. I mean, it's a... <laughs> I mean, Adopting out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's awkward being a foster parent, you know, wanting the best thing for the child and knowing that you're not it. True. But spiky, definitely parent material. Who can say for Zerg? To quote him? yes uh as you approach the planet uh char it is like a large red and black rock for the most part you can see like as you come down through the atmosphere active lava streams down on the surface and your your temperature reading goes up to like 110 uh, on the surface approximately is this fahrenheit or celsius uh this is fahrenheit thankfully because on emoja they use celsius of course they do (laughs) <laughs> this is ranking scale, actually. This is a Confederate ship, so whatever they use. Hot as hell, partner. <laughs> uh, there's parts of it to do reach. Oh, Lord Almighty. <laughs> yes, there are blasts of regions, particularly right above the lava, uh, that are much hotter. Uh, so yes, it is a hot planet. Active lava in various places. There are Zerg everywhere. Despite the planet seeming like a lifeless rock, like you don't see any plants growing anywhere, you see Zerg hives all over the place. Is there, like, billowing Vespine gas or anything? Like, what are these Zergs surviving on? Right. Give me a perception check to, like, use your sensors. Two purples. Failure, but there's a triumph. You have no idea how these Zerg are surviving, but the planet is insanely rich in Vespine and other valuable minerals. Perhaps Jorium? Yes, that is one of the valuable minerals. Uh, Yes, it is insanely valuable. And you probably have some vague memory of where you're reading sometime about like, oh, yeah, one of those old Terran Confederacy, Dominion, whatever. They were trying to mine on this planet for a while. And maybe they stirred up the Zerg or something. Before the Zerg was a thing? Before they knew the Zerg were a threat. Before they knew what the Zerg were. Okay. Yes, because it is insanely rich in these materials. But it's a huge pain to mine, given all the lava and everything. Sort of like redstone. Okay. Uh, yes, you have specific coordinates for a safe place to land. 
There are, like, scourge that are flying around. They're keeping some distance from you. They're not, like, going straight towards you, say. But they're not, like, escorting either? No, they're not directly escorting you. But they seem to be maybe corralling is maybe a, a, a right thing. There is no proper landing zone, however, as there are no surviving Terran structures on the planet. So I would like a hard pilot check to land on the ashy volcanic world of Char. Hard pilot check. I think I might use the story point. All right. I don't need to be destroying Saffron. The ship you just fixed. Yeah, just for Imogen's sake. One success, one advantage, and a triumph. And a triumph. Okay. I said there was no surviving Terran structures. You actually find a place, it looks like maybe at one point, there was some kind of Terran encampment here. Mm-hmm. You don't know if it's an old mining base or what. It's clearly been ravaged, but there might actually be some salvage here. So maybe they have a landing pad and that's why I'm able to land so nicely? Or like it had a landing pad at one point and is at least a nice place to land. Maybe okay. there's wrecks of vulture bikes or something. That is definitely a strong possibility. Now, whether the Zerg Swarm would mind if you did some salvaging on Char is another question, but this is itself a valuable salvage location. Cool. As you're just, like, landing in that location, uh, you can see, like, through the portholes or whatever, that there is Aiden down there. He's got, like, a few Zerglings around him. And he's still recognizable as Aiden? He is. It's hard to get a good look at him from how far away you are. But yes, he, he waves at you. That exposes a little bit more of his arm, which is definitely looking more distinctly Zergy. Oh, I should also mention, Blight is also floating around. Not too far away. So, all the friends from uh, Jarvan Minor. We can tell that's Blight? You know what? That's a good point. I mean, <laughs> I got a really close look at him. We, we were right just there. assuming. A large floating creature with big eyes that kind of go googly eye directions. Uh, yes, but Aiden is there to greet you when you pop out. And it is like a wave of heat. Hits you as soon as you step out. This place is oven. The sun is not particularly intense, but it's just like the air is hot. And are there, there's like cracked ground with lava? There's cracked ground uh, with lava. It's relatively safe in the place where you're at. I would actually like a two purple resilience check right away though. Because in addition to the hot air, it is like slightly ashy atmosphere. Do we need the respirators? Uh, that would give you a blue dye on this actually. I have a success and advantage. Can I, I give my I advantage to her? You help Imogen fit her respirator on? Yeah. I think so. I have a failure with three advantages. I think you like your, your sensitive Emojin lungs. Used to clean air. Used to clean air. They have a hard time. You have a coughing fit. You... Well, your lungs were damaged at some point. Maybe they're still raw. <laughs> that was Jarvan Minor. Indeed. You will have a black dye for this encounter. All right. Did these three advantages do anything? You can use them as a bonus die to some initial social check as Aiden comes up. Blight is floating along behind. Okay. I would like to step in front with my gun. Okay. I'm not going to point it, but I do want to... Is your gun out and like in hand? Yeah, in hand. Okay. Aiden greets both of you. I, sister, I, Lily, good to see you. He's like, that. you don't really need that weapon. We're not going to take it from you. You can definitely keep it. I just want to let you know it's not... It's not really a threat here on Char. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it makes you feel better, certainly hang on to it. Have you been to Char before, Lily? Have we ever been here? We haven't. Uh, not in this campaign. Has Lily been to Char, though? 
There have been many, there have been multiple Terran campaigns on Char, I should say. I don't think she's remembered one from Char, so I'm just going to say no. Okay, that's fair. She's not going to be like, well, actually, I'm a Resok, I don't remember. Right. Darian definitely has been to Char. Yes. Darian told us he had. I think that was when we first met at Redstone. That makes sense. Yeah, but I don't remember, so I'll be like, nope. Okay, no, 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 I think that's fine. We'll say, as far as you know, you have not been to Char. And I think it's like, well, it's a, it's a bit warm, I admit, but you get used to it, if, if you want. So how is he looking? Can I use my blue dice towards that? Yes, you can. Do you want to do, like, reception? Yeah, I guess. That makes sense. Uh, did you have another skill in mind? And the only other one that came to mind was medicine. Yes, if you wanted to, like, assess his, his X percent Terran, Y percent Zerg, I think you can use medicine. Okay. I feel like this is... I'm not going up to him and examining him and things like that. Right. I want to say it is a purple, a red, a black, because this is a difficult thing to assess, and you are not specifically not getting close. Four advantages, but it's a failure with a despair. What is an interesting angle for this despair to take? You are not initially not sure that, like, you don't recognize this person as Aiden. Like he's that changed? Like, looking at him. This clearly, like, was, is an infested Terran, but, like, his, his face has clearly been restructured to a certain degree, and so that, like, really ruins your recognition. Mm-hmm. You look too closely. Yeah, and now, like, it's kind of stuck in an uncanny valley, and it's like, you can't, yeah, it, it doesn't look like Aiden. But, like, it sounds like Aiden. It sounds like, the, there's definitely zerginess in the voice. Right, but he's still speaking with emotion. He's definitely accent. still speaking with the emotion accent, yes. But it's very off-putting. Right. So I think it's one of those, like, don't make eye contact kind of things. Like, always kind of just be looking somewhere else, just so I can not have the visual, but, like, still hear his voice. Yeah. So I'm behaving in an unsettled manner. Very much so. And it's just, like, it's supposed to be, like, this kind of nice reunion, almost. Uh, He doesn't, like, come up for quite a big hug, because he knows he looks gross. Uh, But he does get, you know, perhaps uncomfortably close. There are, like, a couple zerglings around him. They're not giving you any trouble at all. Does he have, like, his pack of hunting dogs? Like, he has a Zergling Honor Guard or something? Honor Guard is probably too strong of a word. It's more like uh, he's got his Zergling fruit baskets. <laughs> uh, so you're, like, you kind of turn away from him for a second. Like, you see Blight, which still looks the same, kind of gross. Blight, like, looks down at you a little bit. His eyes Google around, like, offer is still open Blech. to join Swarm. That's he's just the, He's just the recruiting office, Blight. Yeah. <laughs> he's got, look, he's got quotas. He's got to hit. Have you found purpose outside of Swarm? And like Aiden like tells him like, I lay off. <laughs> she said that's not what she's here for. Come on. No means no, Blake. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> sister. It is good to see you again. He kind of, give me a cool check, actually. Not good to see you. Against three purples. Is this upgraded from the despair? The despair is why you have to do it. So no. Okay. But the black die is to everything, right? It's to everything in this encounter, yes. That is a failure with one advantage. What's what's wrong, sister? Are you not well? Um, it's pretty hot here, brother. Sounds like a deception check to me. I don't want to tell him his new look isn't working for him. I hear ya. I think this is still three purples. This is like his vigilance. He's got some will, but I don't think he's particularly uh, stalwart. He can lie. He can't tell when others are lying at him. Indeed. Well, that's a success. 
Yeah, the respirator's really awkward. Hi, you got one of those, uh, what, Dominion respirators, do ya? It's no good. Not as good as Emojan. Of course, you don't need them on Emoja. No, but of course we make them there to make sure that we're always prepared. And thus, I sidetrack him with my deception roll. Yeah, and he, he mentions a little bit, like, working with Blight a little bit, it's different, uh, Zurich, a different, like, lung capacity. They all are pretty well adapted here. Uh, there's some types of Zurich that, like, they don't need to breathe at all. They, like, they keep all their oxygen reserves internally somehow. Like, Hydralis, they can survive in a vacuum, it turns out. Well, for a while. Anyway, uh, I'm not at that point. Uh, you were, uh, you were asking after Ted, hi? Hi. Hi, we did manage to track him down. And, like, he, he kind of, like, flags off. There's another, you see, infested Terran. Okay. I quickly turn to Lily, and I say, Ted didn't desert. He left us because he was changing, and he thought he was a danger to all the Terrans. Who's Ted? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is a lot of, like, out of context. Lily just says, what now? <laughs> so Imogen repeats herself and says, when we were leaving Brontus, I told you that Ted deserted. He did leave, but he left because he was changing, and he was worried that he was a danger to all the Terrans around him. Okay, got it. <laughs> like, the brain, like, you can hear the crank turning. And she's like, Ted who? She should have just said okay, and yeah. figured it out later. Like, not that important. There was just so much there she didn't catch. Ted does show up right there. I would like perception, two purples from each of you. Mine's a wash. Uh, there's some infested Terran, bald. I have success with an advantage. Success with an advantage, like, yes, you definitely recognize that as Ted. He, much like Aiden, looks like he's changed uh, somewhat significantly. He's, let me put this straight, he seems to have developed extremely sharp-looking claws. His hands don't look huge, but they're extremely sharp-looking claws. Almost like scalpel sharp, it looks like. Uh, you kind of, uh, it's uh, good to see you, I guess. Didn't quite expect. I wasn't sure if I'd still be alive. At all, frankly. But, uh, you, you, got your, you got your own ship? Are you guys still working for Duke? No. What about you? How are you doing? Well, my headache's gone. It's a major, major improvement. I've actually uh, been able to get back to genetics research. Oddly enough, that's very useful to deserve Swarm. So it's, you know, you get to do something. Something again. Couldn't exactly do that in the Dominion anymore, being my condition and all. But here, it's not a problem, obviously. Can I make, like, a vigilance check or something? Yes, you can. I want to, like, assess how sincere. Or, like, you know, he's standing right next to Blight, right? Like, is he yes. actually saying what he feels? Oh. Actually. Would you like to scan? How close are we? You're in short range. Yes. I mean, a mundane check would be fine, too, but I think I will do the psionic check. Okay. Go for it. I think probably this is general emotional state. I think that's fair. Okay. I don't think Lily really knows what's going on. Some guy shows up. She mentioned something about Ted. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm infested Terran, who, from your perspective, are not known to talk, except for Aiden, I guess. Yeah. And, of course, the Queen of Blades. So maybe he's some higher level infested Terran. I guess she'll just mold that over. Yeah, most of them are just, like, poor souls who got infested. I mean, Rory was like, you're infested, kill them. Yeah. Maybe she just looks around. You see mutilisks flying around. I have success with two advantages. Are there things that advantages can do with this, or...? Uh, you can pay back the strain, I think. Okay. So general emotional state. I think general emotional state is 
a little bit of surprise and uh like satisfaction like nostalgia almost i'm trying to find like what's a word for like what's it like when you meet an old friend that you haven't seen in a while okay but you don't read a, a state of like fear or anything like that okay i'm just glad to see you yeah okay like pleasant surprise i would say is the the general emotional state you get off ten. okay and, and uh lily you're still looking fit as ever how do you do it? Ah. I don't I, I don't want to assume anything, but like, do you do you take supplements of some kind? That that might be kind of what she says, is because she doesn't know this guy and he's knows her name and he's just launching into how do you stay th- I think she just says ah <laughs> <laughs> I think she looks at Imogen. Sure. Uh give me a cool check, Lily. <laughs> Uh, this is just two purples. Ted's not super observant either. Yeah, okay. What was Ted's last name, Dan? Cleveland? Yeah, Ted Cleveland. Okay. So you're just like, uh, sure. And Imogen turns to him and she's like, this is, this is Ted. This is Dr. Cleveland. From our, I have, from our early missions for fraud. Okay, I have two failures and a threat. So that's my cool check. Two fail. Yeah, so it comes out basically as, uh... Oh, I, it could be that if she says that and then I realize I'm like, holy, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even like hold Wildly back. inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's okay if you forgot about me. That's probably for the best anyway. Oh, did, uh, did Duke take my desertion okay? Was he kind of pissed? It's not like I can use what meager pension I might have been getting anyway. I, I think he just wrote down that you were AWOL. You know what? Lily might say, she's like, you deserted us. That is not cool. Okay. Dude. Give me a coercion check. Two purples. I'll give you a blue, because he kind of did. Oh, one advantage. Look, I stayed behind, okay, to make sure you were safe, because I destroyed the Psy Disruptor. And yes, then the Zerg came upon the whole mining station there. Because I am Zerg. Oh, you know what? I think Lily thinks that's when he turns. So she's like, oh, dude, I'm sorry. Thanks, man. <laughs> like, Ted is like almost perplexed. You did us a solid. She's just like. I'm just glad you made it out. I wasn't sure. Did they ever catch, uh, what was the guy's name? Lewis? Yeah. No, he got away. Well, I don't know if the Zerg pulled him out of the sky, but he flew away in his banshee. Ugh. Good to bring that guy down still. And last we checked in, the, the legal wranglings are still creeping along. Oh yeah, it sounds like the Dominion. You know, I kind of don't miss it. I do miss some of the food. Some of the food was alright. Spicy court hall. Curry. eat? You know, I don't actually have to eat in the same way. I can gain all of my sustenance from creep. He launches into a little bit of a scientific mumbo jumbo do we need like a knowledge zerg check to follow along yes i would like a hard knowledge zerg check to follow along oh i know i'm going to ask the question but failure with one advantage one success i guess she just nods yeah i mean lily like okay yes it all makes sense like you fed snowball a lot he seemed to sustain himself on that yeah i did zerg experiments (laughs) what eventually like Ted gets around to saying, Lily, you understand, is that like creep or like any other basic uh, sugars. He never outright says sugars, though. He's always like complex carbohydrates such as 
sucrose, glucose, fructose. I mean, I checked the label of the Powerade. I know what's in there. Yeah. You track it all. You understand. Yeah. And, like, you might even say, like, oh, like, Powerade. Yeah. Or, like, do you offer him Powerade? I don't have, I only have candy on me. I didn't bring the Powerade. Okay. You know what I might say? Because he did do us a solid. He, he And he got turned. And I say, look, I can hook you up with some Powerade. Uh, Powerade? <laughs> I mean, that's not necessary. Although, I suppose the sugars that are in that, the electrolytes, uh, might be a reasonable substitute to creep. Although, it's not quite the right balance. Any Zerg who got depended his diet on something like Powerade and other simple sugars like that, uh, the long-term effects would not be ideal. Hmm. Lily's not sure about that. She offers him a piece of candy. Do <laughs> you give Ted a piece of candy? Yeah, she's just like, but I have this. Uh, uh, thank you. Thank you, Lily. <laughs> so I guess she gives him a handful. <laughs> uh, you know, I will, I will save this. I haven't had candy in quite a while. So you know what? He, he does eat one. He's like, that is good. <laughs> Aiden kind of like, he also kind of zoned out whenever Ted was talking. Anyway, uh, you'd be wanting to meet with the queen, right? She's wanting to meet with you. That's why we're here, it is. Hi. It's not far. She's up uh, just north of Little Ways. It, it's not, you don't even have to take like the vulture bike or anything. It's just like around the next bend. She's working on another project. Sue, he leads you around, just around the cliff. Is there a chance to have a quiet word with Ted, like as we walk? Or is like Ted leaving or? Uh, no, Ted can be with you. Uh, what do you ask Ted? I asked Ted if he is satisfied with this as a permanent arrangement, or if he'd be willing to give me a sample of his blood. A sample of his blood. I would like a negotiation check. Two purples and a black. Because that makes Ted a little uncomfortable. Well, that's why it's prefaced with, like, asking if he's satisfied with his arrangement. Yeah, no, I think that's... He wasn't before. Yeah. Uh, negotiation I have a knack for. Well, there you go. I have two successes. Uh, and he says... In my ideal life, I'd be back in the Confederacy at a research institute. That doesn't exist. Yes, that doesn't exist. Minsk destroyed that, and others destroyed that, frankly. And honestly, the Confederacy was a terrible place, but I got the research funding I needed to do interesting research. It was a horrible place, but they had funding. Yes, frankly, that's, that's the name. I, then I could do interesting research. Fruitful, useful research. I don't know, work on, like, new crop variants to work adapted to different worlds or something. That doesn't exist anymore. For all the faults of the Confederacy, they were willing to invest in that. The Dominion seems only interested in its further military conquests and battles. Here I get to do something, right? I get to make use of what I know, and look, I am what I am now. This is where I can fit in. And does it look gross? Yeah, sure. It looks gross. Your hair looks terrible too, but, I mean, you still get by. She fixes her brain. So, if you want a sample of my blood, I don't have a problem with that. What do you plan to do with it, though? Cloning. General cloning. <laughs> Imogen says, this change was not a choice that you got to make, and... Most people's lives are not choices they get to make. This is a pretty fundamental change, and if there's a way to reverse it, I think that people have a right to it. Maybe. I'm not sure all of them would take that sale, though. Then that would be their choice. And... You should know that many infested Terrans, that there is nothing left in the head. It's highly variable depending on your genetics, method of infestation. There's a lot of variables that go into it. Aye. And there isn't a treatment if it starts happening and it goes awry. If 
the Zerg were only changing people who wanted it and whose genetics could handle it. That would be one thing. But that's not what's happening. There's a lot of uh, Dominion propaganda surrounding this. That's uh, something to be aware of. I'm not interested in the propaganda. I'm interested in the science. Well, that's good. If you'd like to do research on it, by all means. And you, you're in a position to do research on it too. I could, but I am rather busy with a lot of other research as well. Is it not in the swarm's best interest? Or is it desirable to the swarm to have these empty-headed converts? Unfortunately, they do serve a purpose on occasion. But I will say less and less. And it is actually a pretty minor component to the swarm, is my understanding. Can I make some sort of social check? Sure. What would you like to... What are you trying to, like, charm? Further negotiate? I feel like this is, like, a scientific argument. Do you want to make, like, knowledge zerg or something? Either, like, a knowledge zerg or, like, a medicine check. I think you're coming at it from a medicine angle. So I, I think that's that's reasonable. You're trying to find a treatment. Yeah. My whole point here is that both sides are served by this being... A better understood phenomenon that can be either chosen or stopped, depending on how it goes. Having Terrans, like, die because the process doesn't sit with them, that doesn't help the swarm, except as a weapon. This sounds to me like you're really, you're making a charm check to, like, convince him that, like, it's in the swarm's best interest as well to have a treatment. Okay. Like, you're coming in from a medical angle, but your, your argument, like, is a, a rhetorical one. Yeah, it's a medical angle, it's a philosophical position, but ultimately the goal is to convince him. Yeah, so I think that is a red and a purple. I'm spending a story point for this. I have success with a triumph and an advantage. I think Ted is quiet for a moment. Hmm. Like he's in a, and usually like, he is a perfect person to have this conversation with. Yeah. He is actually a researcher. You know, I hadn't considered that if the process were... Treatable, reversible. <laughs> then you could have foreign exchange students. Well, it's then it works both ways. People who might be amenable to being recruited into this swarm, say. It is essentially right now a one-way permanent conversion. And maybe you find out, I don't like this. This is terrible. There's no way back. Or my genetics don't support it. Uh, but if it's something you could try out, people might actually be willing to give it a go, so to say. Find out the swarm has a lot of things to offer. And that might work out in a net positive. The next campaign is like the Zerg equivalent of fraud investigators. It's a bunch of Zerg interns. The Infestitarians who do still have their minds, they can create a certain amount of uh, dissonance in the swarm. Uh, nothing the queen can't handle, of course. But getting those out of the swarm towards returning to one unified purpose, that is also valuable. And uh, if you can do that without having to kill them, you know, that's probably better. I, I definitely will give that a thought. I don't know if such a thing is possible, I'll definitely say, however. Until you look, you can't find. Well, there's a large number of theories, and he kind of goes on uh, a little bit as well. And he allowed me to take a blood sample. He allows you to take a blood sample, yeah. Each of you can roll cool or discipline to recover strain as we end an encounter. But it's so hot. We will start a new encounter, and I will need another resilience check, because it's still hot! Just two purple, or did you say it was hard? Two purple. You get a blue dye with the respirator. Okay. And now I succeed with an advantage. Ah, much better. I also succeed with an advantage. Okay, you get your respirator on correctly, you adjust a little bit. Maybe the air is cleaner where you're heading. Are we entering, like, caves or anything? Or No, you're not entering caves. It's a different area. You are, I will say, entering an area that's covered in creep. 
And there are various Zerg structures around. From Imogen, I would like a three purple discipline check. Because of the strong Zerg overtones? Uh, yeah, the Zerg overtones. Mm. <laughs> I'm supposed to get a blue die towards because of an earlier... Yes, yes it is. Thank you. You can take two blue dice. As you feel a, uh, let's just go ahead and say terrifying psionic presence. <laughs> but Imogen is tough mentally. Okay. She succeeds with two advantages. It is terrifying, but like, okay, you got a whiff of this earlier. And you have two advantages. I will say, this does feel similar to when, like, you've been shut out of, like, trying to read Aiden's mind, for example. And Snowball. I got shut down out of Snowball, too. And Snowball. Yes, it does feel a little similar to that. Okay. I don't know if this little picture is animated for you guys. Yeah, it is. Believe it or not, this is, like, the least sexualized image I could find. But I can really see how if she's going to turn into something kind of insect-like that her boobs would need to get bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Totally makes sense. Also, in a lot of the art of her, like, like she's covered in this, like, bony carabas stuff. But also, it's like, it forms high heels out of bone for her. Because that makes sense. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. So I will just say that, like, you compare how tall Lily is to her. She is taller than Lily by a good, like, six inches or so. I wonder how she got taller. And Lily, you're like 6'2 or 6'4 or some ridiculous height. Yeah, like 6'2, I think is what it says. On your brand new ID. Yeah, on your brand new ID. <laughs> She's probably like 7 feet tall. You know when she was a Terran, she was definitely not that tall. Is Aiden taller? Uh, Aiden looks about the same height. And Ted? Ted looks about the same height. He's bald head. I mean, as much as I remember. Uh, yes, and like just as you're approaching like Imogen, you finish talking to Ted, uh, Aiden and looks sort of like, are you sure you're not keen on him, sister? <laughs> you take a lot more interest in him than you do most people. Imogen, uh, I think, snorts in laughter. Zerg infestation is not a transmittable disease, just in case you were wondering. Yeah, that's what Blight said, too. Ah, I see. Uh, but yes, you approach Kerrigan, the Queen of Blades, is in some conversation with a large Zerg queen that you guys don't recognize because you haven't made your perception check yet. They're conversing verbally. The Broodmothers can talk out loud. They can talk out loud, and I would say they are in this situation. Would you if you didn't have to? Depends on your emotional state. If it's, like, private communication that, like, the dumb drone things can't participate in. Oh. Give me a hard perception check. But standing right next to Lily. Who doesn't notice anything but has two threats. Whatever it is, she's freaking out a little. Yeah, you're taking two strain. I succeed with two advantages. Do I recognize Zagara? You do recognize Zagara by some distinctive scars she still has. I mean, I did make a deal with her. And just as you're walking up whatever discussion they're having, Zagara seems to not bow exactly, but step back. And Kerrigan kind of turns to you. Did we hear anything? I had two advantages. You had two advantages? Yes. You just heard... Well, then you're going to keep looking from Kerrigan. Okay. It's like it's a deep reverb voice. And since maybe like Zagara, just a moment, there's like a bit of fear as she like steps back. Okay. But the queen's attention has gotten diverted. So she just regards you for a moment. So you're the two that messed with my cerebrate. Didn't exactly know it was yours at the time. Everything that is Zerg is mine. Everything in the sector is mine whether I choose to exercise control over it or not. But there was another one 
who is toying with my servant. Where is he? I don't know where he is, no. Okay. Say you don't know. Does she try to read my mind? Uh, she does some stuff. You don't have psionic defenses, do you? No. No, that was something I was gonna talk to Malorn about. <laughs> I just have whatever comes with being re Yeah. <laughs> An empty brain. <laughs> okay. Just for the record, she had seven successes, a triumph, and two threats. Not that really she should be rolling, because it's not... How, how many dice does she have? She's got enough. So what was she doing? Uh, she was, in fact, reading your mind. So do you want me to tell you what was there? If you don't mind, she does have threats, so I'll say her threats are that Imogen becomes aware of this. Like, she feels a presence. Probably, like, you try to block, but it's... I don't know the mental constructions to block things. Right. You just feel it all of a sudden. It's as though someone is just listening in. Uh, so what is on Imogen's mind as she says, I don't know where he is? So I think she would probably definitely get the name Neiman. And she would probably also get the sense of betrayal. That you thought you had some deal with him, but... But not just the personal betrayal of I thought we had a deal. But also he just went and he kidnapped Terrans and started like, and enslaved them. <laughs> yeah, so there's probably like disapproval. There's probably also like... Fear is too strong a word, but he knows that I am psionic and he is out of my control and I don't know where he is. He's a threat, something you need to be cautious about. Yeah. Okay, I think that's that's good. And then she probably also would have gotten like some sort of mental picture of the Cerberus facility on Chausara, which is not news to her because Zagara was there. Right, Zagara was there, so she knows some of this already. And, and then <laughs> I think... I don't know if I need to make a cool check or something. Like, Imogen's kind of like, you could have just asked. You know, like, Imogen <laughs> felt that whole psionic intrusion thing. Yeah, I think a cool check would be appropriate. How hard do you think it is to know it's better to hold your tongue? <laughs> like, three purples in this situation? Yeah, maybe. I mean, my point in saying it is to make her aware that I'm aware. Yeah. So, I'll do that. Success with a one threat. Okay. My point is not to, like, twist a knife at her. But to more to be like... Just like, to be honest, like, you, you could have asked. I would have just... Yeah, I would have told you. I'm not going to defend that guy. Yeah, but also, like, not to say, like, I'm stronger than you think I am. I'm certainly not, like, her level. But I, I am aware of what she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she actually loses her cool. She just seeds UED and her, like, bony wings crash into the ground in front of her. Like, stab down into it. Ah. This, like, dust smoke goes up. I would like a discipline check. Two purples. I'll roll for Aiden, too. She gets angry. She can get a little upset sometimes. You don't say. There might be some side effects to her level of Zerg infestation. Well, I fail with an advantage. Mine's a total wash. You're definitely startled. So maybe I grip my gun... It's an advantage and a failure, so I don't know if it's enough to actually point it at her, but Lily might... It's up to you. It's Lily, like, you feel threatened. Yeah. You don't know exactly what she's doing. She might be, like, sending those spines to kill you. You have no idea. Well, I mean, I, it wasn't a despair, so I think I might not point it at her directly, but I might ready my gun a little bit more. You grip it tightly. You have it out. Yeah, like, I had it out, but I might be a little bit more on alert. I, my body language probably says that I'm more on alert. Yeah, as opposed to, like, what are we doing here again? Yeah, yeah. It's like, we might be fighting. Okay. Yeah, like, one more, and I'm thinking it's battle, you know. Okay. So, mechanically, we failed fright checks. Uh, you will take a black die. 
And I think that's for the, as long as the frightening thing is still in front of you. How did Aiden do? Aiden succeeded, narrowly. Because <laughs> she's amazing. She's amazing. That's right, he doesn't even have fright check. Like, this is just awesome. There's people here who she could decide to snap into. Everyone, for example. <laughs> she's just seething a little bit. UET gets their hands in everything. <sighs> he told me he wasn't still connected with his group. Sure, he says a lot of things. Well, you did send them packing. I did. I don't think he's got a line back to Earth right now. I'm sure he's working on it. Regardless, that's not entirely why I brought you here today. You did a good turn for me, finding out what Minx was looking for on Tarsonis. I hold up the thumb drive. <laughs> and she, like, looks at the thumb drive for a second. I mean, I have, like, the, the player for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Aiden said she wanted the proof herself. Yes. Ted and Aiden actually take it like, uh, we'll, uh, she just like waves them off. We'll go find a Zerk to plug this into. Yeah, uh, hang on. I've been working on something. <laughs> like, find some old tech. Actual proper Terran tech. They don't just bring in a Zerg that's just all megaphone. <laughs> megaphone with, like, sharp teeth at the end. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Megaphone with sharp teeth. New kind of Zerg. A phonalisk. <laughs> <sighs> I, of course, am aware of what it is. I was there, but having evidence of it will make it easier for some people to be convinced to move against Minsk. Do you have people like that to share it with? I would like a charm check. This is... 20 red dice? Uh, no. No, because she's got bad cool. (laughs) She's got bad cool, but she does have a certain level of presence. So I will say it is a red and two purples. You have a knack for charm? Yes, social interaction makes the heat not seem as bad. Now there was one skill you didn't have a knack for in social land. Ironically enough, that's leadership. Ah. Oh, failure with two threats. You will take two strain as she just looks at you like, I don't need any of those kind of allies. They are merely convenient. And to know what Mick's purpose was, that he was not actually testing some new weapon, that the situation stays normal. That's all I'm concerned but makes time will come, and he will be mine. But she, like, continues to, like, try to control herself. Imogen is thinking to herself, you're going to have to fight Rainer for the pleasure of killing Minsk, but Imogen does not say anything about that out loud. You don't say anything about it. No, but that is what goes... That is what goes through your head, and she had that triumph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it's... She can't help but, but think that. Uh, yeah, yeah, It was, like... Three nights ago that Raynor told her this gun's got two bullets. One for Mensk was what he said. And Imogen wondered at the time, is the other one for Sarah Kerrigan? Yeah. Not because he doesn't like her, but because she's a huge threat. Yeah. I think when you, you're thinking about Raynor, she kind of not softens a bit, but her... She grows wistful. <sighs> yes, Jimmy might get in the way. Oh, that makes Imogen... I didn't, do you want like a discipline? Like Imogen at that point feels like, oh, I got to consciously like blank my mind out. I think, yeah, discipline is an appropriate skill for that. And I feel like this is hard to like, don't think about anything. Don't think about anything. Don't think about anything. Don't think about anything. Don't think about Jimmy. Don't think about... (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just like, all right, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. God, this is Just think about walruses. Walruses. They're perfect. Is my mind blank? Is it blank? Am I thinking about something? Is it blank? Nope. That's a failure. You're not able to blank your mind. She's distraction. I will deal with Jim when I have to deal with him. But he is 
he knows what's best for him, he will stay out of the way. Minx may have betrayed Jim, but he sacrificed me. And for that, I will make him pay. I keep getting distracted. You did something good for me. Desecrated my cerebrate as well. The time of the cerebrates is past. I now rely upon my queens. And that cerebrate had no choice anyway. So truth, that does not matter. <laughs> I should just tell you what floats through Imogen's mind. Okay. Like, all, all these turns that have no choice about being, like, changed and converted and shouldn't Sarah Kerrigan, like, empathize with that since it happened to her? Like, how can she still support this whole, like, Zerg thing? The Zerg converting Terrence thing. Yeah. Why would she want that to happen to other people? Uh, it, you're not sure if, like, you're thinking so much, like, she just tunes you out. She doesn't want to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> no. We'll call it square. As you said, you didn't know. Despite the numerous Zerg defenses there. It's fine. But you're curious... What am I going to do in this sector once Mix is out? I will tell you, the UED is still coming. When they came before, they came with local manufacturing, second-rate equipment. It was an expeditionary force. I don't know if you were here. Like, she looks down at you, Imogen. Looks to you, Lily. They enslaved the Zerg. They would have enslaved me had they succeeded. I won't let that happen. They would rule the entire sector. I will note, I've had four years of uncontested control, and I've let the Dominion play along as best they can. Because oddly enough, a strong Terran force would actually be useful in throwing back the next UED assault. A strong Terran force not headed by Mengsk. And if I had chosen to shatter them four years ago, they would have shattered in two million pieces and I would not have the strong Terran force that I can use. Imogen cannot resist asking a question. Where do the Protoss fit into all this? They will also be useful armies against the UED, but they're very difficult to convince. Because as far as Imogen knows, the Zerg are constantly attacking Protoss. The Zerg are constantly holding back this Taldarim fanatics. Okay. Which I should say we get no thanks for from the rest of the sector. Given how many other forces were weakened, they swooped in. Were it not for the Zerg's swarm, they would have overthrown the Dominion by now. So, take that back to your Terran friends. The Taldarim would have overthrown the Dominion? Taken over, destroyed, who knows what. What do they bother to do with Terrans? Alright, Imogen files that information away. Because as far as she knew, the conflicts between Protoss and Terrans resulted from Protoss cleansing worlds to get rid of Zerg. That is generally true. Imogen doesn't know anything about any, like, Protoss interest in Terran. Right. You're vaguely aware that Taldarim are some different sect of Protoss than, like, Solendus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're grumpy and self-centered. Yes, that is true. I thought that was just the Templars. I mean, maybe that's true, too, actually. But it's cute. So that is what comes for the Sector when Minx is gone. War with the UED. And the UED will come. They will bring their, frankly, superior firepower to bear. Think how strong the Dominion has gotten with four years of nothing holding them back. And now imagine Earth, where no Zerg has tread. They've developed much more advanced capabilities. And when they finally muster the political will, they will send another stronger, more better equipped force. Why do they care? Don't they have their own space? Funny thing about 
Terrans, most of them aren't content to sit in their own space. Were you happy on Emoja? No. Like, she just, she answers her question for you. <laughs> I didn't go take over a bunch of other planets, though. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> but you might. You're accumulating power at your own rate. So that's what I'm up to. So is she responding partially to what Imogen is saying and partially what she's thinking? Because it seems like kind of a random conversation. Yes. To you, it seems like the Queen of Blades just has some wildly divergent train of thought at times. Kind of like Imogen. Yeah. Stares off into space. Maybe it's a ghost? A psionic problem? She's just like, what is she talking about now? (laughs) And Lily, I would like a vigilance check from you. Two purples. One success, one triumph, and two threats. You take two strain, you recognize Snowball. You've been listening to Fraud Investigators, set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe and played using the Genesis role-playing system published by Edge Studio. Our GM was Daniel, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.